when you feel physically the supernatural presence of the Lord here, this is so precious that you cannot even imagine. That is the voice of an FEBC broadcast host who's also a pastor, and he's at his church in Kiev. We're going to talk with him further on the program here today. This is Until All Have Heard, a podcast from the Far East Broadcasting Company with Ed Cannon, president of FEBC. Ed, you and I have uh, talked many times in the last couple of weeks about what's going on in Ukraine, and our staff there, these broadcasters, are, are heroes of ours. I mean, what they're doing is just nothing short of courageous. Yeah, right at top of mind, Wayne, Sergey, who you just heard his voice, had been sharing with me uh, during the week that he needed to get out of the country because it was too dangerous for he and his young son and his older son, and he needed to get out of the country, needed to protect his family. And I just assumed that meant that he and the family were going. But when he finally did it, what he did was drove his wife and his two sons, one of which is five years old, to the border and dropped them off with a group of refugees, and then Sergei turned and went back into the country so that he could continue his ministry at his church and his broadcasting. Just imagine, Wayne, that scene. Your five-year-old son is standing there going, goodbye, Daddy, see you later, Daddy, and you're going back into a war zone, not just getting on a plane to take a business trip or going to work for an extended period of time. He's going back into a war zone, and that's the kind of courage displayed by many of our broadcasters, Wayne. Yeah. I heard another story. Well, it wasn't about one of our broadcasters, but another story at the border. When the the mother and the young son cross the border, the the young son starts to cry and said, when is daddy coming? When is daddy coming? You know, these kinds of stories just break your heart. Well, we're going to hear more from Pastor Sergei here in a few moments, and he'll tell us why he decided to go back into Ukraine. But tell me more about what we're hearing from our broadcasters there who are on the air as we speak. Uh, Several stations are still on the air, still broadcasting on the Internet. So what are we hearing from them, Ed? Well, yeah, you're right, Wayne. We have seven FM stations there, five of which are now up and running. We just heard this morning... Uh, that one of the stations was destroyed in the war. Uh, Several days ago, our first station was destroyed, but five of our seven FM stations are still broadcasting. And by the grace of God, the internet is still up in that country, which allows our broadcasters to use our most powerful broadcast platform, and that's social media. Uh, Mm -hmm. It allows people to hear our content, to listen to the uh, broadcasts, and most importantly, to respond. Yeah, that's the important point. They're able to reach our counselors and talk about what's going on and help allay their fears. Yeah, thousands per day. Our counselors are working essentially round the clock because how could they turn their back on these people that are calling with these desperate prayers? And in every case, people that are open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Rain, we heard from one broadcaster. Here's his exact quote. He said, now is a golden moment for the gospel. There are no more atheists in Ukraine Please pray for our boldness. Yeah. And we are seeing people turn to Christ. We're getting reports from our staff there that people are turning to Christ, and they're not what we would call foxhole conversions, are they? This is the real thing. It is. You know, one of our broadcasters is a courageous young woman. Uh, She just had her 30th birthday last week and didn't have much of a celebration. We Mm. promised her that when this conflict is over, we would properly celebrate her birthday. But in the meantime, she does her live broadcasts from places like bus stations and train stations and subway stations where people are seeking safe refuge from bombs and rockets. 
But she does her broadcast from there because people will listen. And when she's talking on the radio or on the social media, then um, she's not only speaking to the ones listening to the broadcast, but it's speaking to the people that are around her. They hear her praying. They hear her faith. They see that she's not afraid. And as soon as the broadcast ends, she's surrounded by people asking questions. Can you pray with me? Can you tell me how I can find the kind of peace and and, and security that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ? She does that on purpose. And I'm telling you, some of these places where she is, there's crying babies, she can't sleep at night, there's no bathroom facilities, it's filthy, but yet she does that out of her love for Christ and her passion to broadcast the good news to the least reached and the most hurting people. Yeah, but I will say this, as courageous and as hardworking as they are, they are human, and there's an emotional toll that sets in as well. So we need to pray for them in that regard to stay strong, right? You know, that is right, Wayne, because I've actually talked to some of them. We've had Facebook messages uh, during the times. And yes, while they're very strong in the public eye, they weep when you're on the phone because they are afraid. They don't know where their family is. They don't know where they're going to get their next meal. Sergey sent us a picture when he went to the grocery store to buy food for his family of uh, dozens of people in the grocery store and nothing on the shelves. So, yeah, the, the common needs of these people are still very important, which just is another reason, Wayne, why we have so much respect for them, because they're putting Christ first, they're putting listeners second, They're putting themselves third, which is absolutely the sacrificial model that we hear over and over and over in in the New Testament. Yeah. Uh, Let me quote again from what one of our broadcasters in Ukraine said. We are exhausted, but working nonstop, we cannot stop now. Normally, we receive about 1,000 contacts a day. That's amazing. The volume is more than four times greater, but the need is so great. How can we refuse to answer and pray with those who are terrified, anxious, and desperate. Please continue to pray. There's so many ways we can pray, Wayne. We can pray that this internet stays up and that the social media platforms stay active. It's a miracle they are to this point, but uh, if you could pray that these delivery systems will will continue to be available for our broadcasters um, so that their work can continue. You know, I'm reminded, Wayne, we called this program Lessons in a War Zone. And and I made a list last night when I was thinking about what are the lessons we as as Christian broadcasters in the midst of a war have learned. And it's pretty amazing when I stepped back. I thought to myself, you know, we're trying to put together, uh, before this whole conflict started, we're trying to put together a training curriculum to train up our staff in leadership. How do you become great leaders in FEBC so that we can have the future be bright and 20 years from now, FEBC is really expanding and and serving the Lord the way he deserves. And I thought to myself, regardless any mind of man that's putting together a leadership curriculum, our broadcasters are learning firsthand how to be tremendous leaders because of this current conflict situation. They step up, they get brave, they see what works, they experiment, they try things, they try other things. They're, they're leading their people in a way to keep them uh, on the front line and emboldened and without fear. So it's training our people how to lead. 
one of the programs that has become the most popular at this time during the war is simply reading the Bible. We try and come up with great content and uh, creative ways to have Christian broadcasts and inspire people to follow Jesus Christ. But you know what we're getting the most responses to are when our broadcasters just quietly, calmly, with peace in their voice, read God's Word. And it might be an overstatement, but what we're hearing is the gospel comes with great power. Don't neglect the fact that you don't have to put uh, anything fancy on the radio. God's Word is good enough. Mm -hmm. One of the last messages, Wayne, before we go on, is just the message that was delivered to Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Be bold. And be bold for the people around you so that they see in you strength. And you're right. These are human beings. And they do have to have times of weeping, but yet they do that by themselves because in the public eye, they want to maintain strength and courage to point them to the fact that we, our broadcasters, have the confidence of Christ in their heart as they lead in these difficult times. And, and as I share that with you about the things we've just learned, Wayne, I know you spent a good deal of time with Sergei, the pastor and broadcaster there in Kiev, Ukraine. Uh, why don't we just listen firsthand from him as to how he has worked through this difficult situation, what he has learned, and how God is using him in this crisis. Pastor Sergei, uh, you are remaining on your post in your church because this is what you feel God would have you do. Your family is safely in the Netherlands, but you are in your church using it as a bomb shelter. You have some families there with you. What is it like for you to be a pastor at this time with all the turmoil and all the death around you? What's it like to be a pastor? Brother, Psalm 23. Uh, First, the Lord is my shepherd. Jesus was telling to me uh, yesterday, I am a good shepherd who is laying his life for his sheep. So he is my shepherd who died for me, for his child, for his sheep, for, for one of his sheep. So if Jesus as my shepherd, as my pastor did it uh, for me and didn't leave me and he's with me right now, this is why he is called Emmanuel, God is with us. Then if I am his servant, if I am pastor in the image of pastorship of Jesus, how could I live uh, my my people, this is, I cannot even imagine this, brother. So if Jesus didn't leave me and is with me, then how could I leave my people and uh, and how can I be without them? So that's that's very simple. And the most amazing thing is that uh, I just, I just know, I just know for sure, Emmanuel, God is with me here and now. Jesus told me in Matthew 28, that I will be with you in every day, every day to the end of this age. Mm. That's it. Mm. You've known the scriptures, you've known the Lord, and you've known his word. You've been preaching his word for years, I assume. Yes. And yet the words have new life for you, don't they? Definitely, definitely. Uh, When you're in your uh, context of your life, you could see how Bible is alive and powerful, and this is really supernatural power of God's Word. Uh, so when uh, those uh, passages of the Holy Scripture that you 
know by heart that you preached on a lot of uh, times uh, those passages that you read a lot of times, now they becoming completely uh, new for you. And this is real evidence of supernatural of supernatural power of the Word of God. For example, when I pray uh, Lord's Prayer, especially that petition, uh, give us our daily bread, yeah, that's completely different perspective in word time because you don't know whether you will have that bread or not, especially when you see that our food products had disappeared from our shelves, yeah, or when you're reading Psalm 91, yeah, so uh, I will not be afraid of... Um, arrow that will fly in the day or pestilence that is in the night. So now you read it and you're reading it uh, not arrow, but as a rocket, yeah? Not pestilence, yeah. but uh, pestilent enemies that are crouching in the night in order to uh, kill us and in order to get our land. So perspective completely different. And brother, I would assure you, any, any so-called smart atheist and this is interesting that a lot of atheists are living in relatively pretty good, comfortable conditions in the Western society. Yeah, but I would assure you that any atheist or agnostic or, or some uh, Christian liberal who doesn't treat Word of God in, the, in its uh, fullness and value, any one of them would assure me that the Bible is, is just... Uh, product of uh, human imagination. Listen, guys, please, I invite you to Ukraine. Welcome to Kiev, Ukraine, to my church. I, you will get free uh, free bed here in our <laughs> bump shelter. And guys, I would assure you, you will become Christians. Because in, in our country, there is, um, uh, there is uh, one expression. There, there is no atheist during war. Mm -hmm. Thank you for what you're doing, Pastor. Our prayers are with you. Uh, we love you in the Lord, and um, he is our shield and our strength. You must know that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I would assure all of my brothers and sisters in the United States, just cling to the Lord, because this is really something amazing, unbelievable, and unexpressible. When you feel physically by your body, by your heart, the supernatural presence of the Lord here and now. This is so precious that you cannot even imagine. Can you tell me what a, a day is like for you? What What is it like to live in your church basement as a bomb shelter? How did? What are you able to do? Uh, f first of all, first of all, uh, this is prayer life of immersion in Psalms. When you hmm. open your eyes and you understand, wow. I am alive. Thank you, Lord, that uh, we are alive. Yeah. Then we go to the supermarket in order to get more food for us, for our church members, and for some elderly uh, women that we care for from, from another church, because we, here we have local Baptist church. When we go to supermarket and we see bread, and we again, thank you, Lord, <laughs> uh, we give this bread, and then we could go to uh, soldiers, for example, or to militia in order to bring them some stuff, some food that... Uh, uh, what is interesting, uh, they are asking about hot chocolate. Yeah, they, they really love hot chocolate. Yeah. And, <laughs> they love hot chocolate. Yeah, hot chocolate huh? and uh, American sneakers. <laughs> yes, that's, 
Yeah, oh, this of is course. Really, really precious <laughs> for, for our soldiers. Yeah, and uh, of course, I have conversations with the people, with our church members, and especially I'm answering to uh, many, many, many Christians who are scattered right now in our uh, in our country or in uh, Europe, and I have like a pastoral pastoral counseling with them because a lot of them disoriented, uh, afraid, uh, or and something like that. So just a lot of time is dedicated to this uh, counseling, pastoral counseling, and. Uh, uh, what could I what could I say? I would uh, I would say that people uh, really value help of that pastor who is together with them. Yeah. So uh, now I could I could be sure that this is why people are so open right now to this counseling and to these short videos. Yeah, that are based on the word of God and especially people are very open and sensitive uh, to to the word of God in Psalms. When I just combine small uh, small prayer. That consists of words of Psalms, and people are saying, saying "Oh, this is so powerful! It's so precious! This is so encouraging!" So we want, Pastor, we want to live, we want to live and continue, and more. We want to serve other people. So God's word is yeah. really something. Yeah. God's using you. You are in service uh, in Christ's name to those entrusted to your care. So. Thank you for what you're doing, Sergey. Thank you. Thank you. And may the Lord bless you richly. Hard to believe that in the midst of a crisis situation as bad as Sergey is living in today, separated from his family, that you could hear the joy of his voice as that interview wrapped up. Absolutely. I've been in his church, Wayne. His church is very uh, warming, uh, very biblically based passionate about the word. I, I had such a wonderful chime in his little church there in Kiev. Uh, I, I look back at those sweeter days with great fondness. And yet here's Sergei. He is the same. He was a godly pastor before the war started. Now all of his people have been scattered. Uh, he's in the midst of destruction. He's still the same man, joyful in the Lord, passionate about proclaiming the gospel. What a lesson we can learn from that man. Wayne, can I just pray for Ukraine in this situation? Please. Yes, do. Father, we come before you today with very heavy hearts. Uh, We pray for these people in Ukraine. Lord, we pray that you give them emotional support, physical support. Uh, These are people, Lord, who are seeing the devastation of war like we haven't seen in many decades here on the earth. Lord, we pray not only for the people of Ukraine, but for the people of Russia who are also suffering in this difficult situation as there is families turning against families and all this evil before them. Lord, we pray for the soldiers, not only the Ukrainian soldiers, but the Russian soldiers who are performing evil acts that they probably don't understand. They're just obeying orders. And Lord, particularly, we pray for the leaders Uh, in whose hands these decisions lie as to how to deal with this situation. And we pray that through your sovereignty, Lord, you would direct them to make decisions that now best align with your will. We pray for these brave broadcasters, Father, that they would continue to keep your word on the radio stations and be a light and a beacon of hope to the people in that country. Now, Lord, we lift all these heavy requests onto you, in hopes that many, Lord, in that country will come to faith in Christ through this difficult situation. And we just pray this in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus. Amen. 
Amen. And keep praying for Pastor Nicole and all those like him who are serving others in the name of Christ there in Ukraine. Ed, thank you for this time together. I hope our listeners will pass this podcast on to others who may benefit from listening. It's always available at febc.org and on other podcast platforms as well. Until all have heard. Our producers, Joe Carlson, Jonathan Mortiz, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. On behalf of Ed Cannon, thank you for listening to Until All Have Heard, a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.